0: Well, once again, good morning, Eastridge. I am super excited to be here this morning and able to share this message with you uh, my name is Pastor Justin I'm the associate pastor here and um and tom is uh is fine he's not back on sabbatical he's kind of still kind of in and out on sabbatical, So, you know, he's, uh, he's taking breaks and uh, recovering and getting ready for a really big fall. So we are super excited that, uh, that we still get to share uh, our messages with you. And, um, you know, something that I told Tom was that, uh, that I'm, I'm a little jealous of him being able to um, stand up here the last two weeks and be a complete nerd about church history um, and that is really okay because that's what he's excited about. That's what he learns. That's what, that's what, uh, that's what gives him passion. Somehow it wakes him up in the morning and he says, church history. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Um, so, so I get to do the same thing with you today. Um, we're in the middle of, uh, of, this is my story series, where we're talking about how our stories matter, what stories in the Bible uh, influence us a lot, what, uh, what, what influenced ourselves, and, uh, and how we came to be Christ followers and um, be influencers of Christ in the world. So today I'm going to uh, tell you a little bit about something that, that I like to um, nerd out about, and that is a, a word called semiotics. Uh, semiotics is, uh, is, is a weird word. It's basically the study of symbols and how literally anything can symbolize anything else. Like, like you could take these blue chairs, these blue chairs that you're all sitting on that you see here, you can say, oh my gosh, these blue chairs, th- there is a lot of meaning that we, uh, that we unpack in them. They they were chosen to be blue for a reason. They were chosen to be this size and this uh, th- this material. Um, that somebody somebody picked these out, and there's reasons and reasons and reasons behind it. It's a it's a really it's a really fascinating thing. You can you can look at any anything out there and give meaning and symbolize pretty much anything that you can see. And our stories of uh, kind of influence what we see and why we see. The, the, these blue chairs, this podium, uh, the carpet that we choose, uh, the outfits that we pick out every single day for why we choose those things. There's, there's influence in there and it's a part of our story. So, um, you know, stories matter. Your story matters. We've been talking about that all summer long, how your story matters. When you are talking about your story and how you came to know who Jesus Christ was and how you tell other people about who he is and what you've learned, while you've grown, that's a part of your story. And stories matter. It, 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 stories are passed on, passed on through, through what's, what's called oral tradition. Even the Bible has a lot of oral tradition in it. The, Moses wrote the first four or five books of the Bible um, solely on his own because of what was passed on through oral tradition. It was passed on all the way back through, through Genesis. Even the book of Job, when it was finally written down, happened a long time ago. So oral tradition matters. We love to listen to stories. We love listening to stories and finding out their meaning and the, and the, the semiotics behind it and what, how, how that meaning came about. My kids love listening to stories. They, they, we, we listen to um, Disney stories on Spotify all the time. There is probably a Disney story being played today, right, Sarah? This morning, during, during breakfast time, and we listen to it on the way to church and on, on, at home, and right now we're reading um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and, uh, and the kids love it. They'll sit down and they'll listen to it, and they'll, they'll just they'll eat it up, because we're made to consume these stories. And when these stories are a, a part of our life, we, um, it, it affects our worldview, and this is a term that I, another term that I learned when uh, when I was in college, uh, taking a kind of a semiotics and world studies and, and um, a, a kind of a postmodern uh, studies class, which is I'm sure very fascinating to one percent of you, but uh, it's 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 something that that really fascinates me in learning about how cultures work and how how people work and how people see things, and it's this word called "weltanschauung." And it's a, it's a, it's a German word, Weltanschauung. And it's a, it's a, uh, you know, we translate it as worldview, but it's really a comprehensive view of the things in our world and our influence on your humanity. It's very individualistic. You can, uh, you can group a bunch of worldviews together and that becomes a culture, Okay. So you have a, a bunch of Weltanschungs that are, that are grouped together and that becomes your culture. That becomes what you're known for. It becomes what you, what you know and how you, uh, how, wh- how, what influences you. So it's a comprehensive view of things and the influence on your humanity. Your individual, personal humanity. What influences you? And there's four things that influence that Weltanschung, that, that world that... Uh, the, that that, that comprehensive view of, of things. And there's four things that influence your worldview. One is geography. Where you're located. Where you're physically located. Okay? Your worldview is, is really, really matters because of where you are located. Up here in Duluth, we're called the frozen chosen. If you're a Christian and you go to Duluth and you're, you're here, you're the frozen chosen. You might stand like this and worship, and that's okay. I know inside your head you're worshiping Jesus because boy, how can you not worship Jesus and want to sing out loud? But that's okay. That that's that's who we are. There's people down in the south who there will go back and forth in the halls and, and that's then that's okay too. That's 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 the, how that's what they do and where you're located, and where you located kind of you know can change things. That's okay. And there's people down the south who who stand firm and that's okay too. That, that's fine. So, your location in the world. Uh, some people w- might even equate that with uh, with with race. You know, but uh, but race is really uh, kind of a, a, a man made idea, a man made thing. There are there. I think there's 0012 uh, percent of of a human being is their skin color. Everything else is the same. Everything else is the same. So your, 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 the color of your skin matters how what, what you, uh, how you, how you view, view things in a very, very, very small amount. But, but uh, cultures and, and people group those things together and kind of turn it into really bad things. There's things that we deal with all the time. Bigotry, racism, other cultural issues. That's a, a lot of that has to do with geography because we're grouped together in the same, with the same people. So we have geography. We also have family your history, who you grew up with. My, my grandparents are great influencers on my, on me. Obviously, my parents as well. Uh, but I think of I think of my grandparents as as people that influence a, a big part of my spirituality, of me being a Christian, of of who I am, because of how they were how they were raised as well. And your siblings. Your, your, your spouse, your, uh, your in-laws, they influence you in so many different ways that, that you might not even be fully aware of until you're doing the exact same thing, wearing the exact same clothes that your mom did 25 years ago. You know why? Because it's comfortable. I can't, wear, um, I can't wear sandals as much anymore. And I used to make fun of my dad for it because I was like, oh, I, I love wearing sandals, you know, open-toed, everything. I'm so much more comfortable in shoes now. And I don't get it. I'm just an old man. Yeah. But, you know, that's yeah. see, Sarah says yes. Uh, and honestly, it's just more comfortable. I'm okay with wearing shoes now. And uh, and that's because, uh, you know, I, I see other people doing it. And um, that has nothing to do with family. It's just me saying, okay, I made fun of you for something you did, Dad. But now I'm doing it too. So it comes around. So you have geography, where you're located, your family. And and your history and what happened to your family and how your family even even came to this country, uh, what what influenced them? All of that influences your worldview. Media, geography, family, media, and I don't just mean social media or TV or anything. If you have an input, this is this is this is I'm getting goosebumps talking about this now. Because I'm I'm a nerd. Okay, Uh, when you have uh, when you have media, when you have an input, it's coming into you, and that that is called media. Anything that's going into you, anything that 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 is being that you're that you're feeding off of, is called media. So it could be the light, it could be sound, it could be uh, it it really could be anything. It's not just social media or what you see on TV or what you hear in the radio or anything else. It's media. Media is, is a huge influence. Because what we see are other things that we like and other things that we don't like. We see things that we, that we love to be a part of. We see things that we want to, want to uh, have a bigger influence in our lives. So we like that more. Social media is just a way to say, okay, uh, now I can interact with the things that I'm, I, I really like. There's a really big idea called, uh, called Web 2.0 where people actually started commenting on things. And before, in the olden days, let's say 90s, early 90s, um, you, you, wouldn't, you weren't able to, watch, to read a, a news story and comment on it. You just read it. That was it. And then move on. It was, it was media. But now you're able to interact with it. People like it. People like your comments. People like the things that you're feeding them. And that feels pretty good. When people start commenting on things and liking things that you're doing, that feels pretty good. That's also media where you're just consuming it, where we like these things. We like it more. And it actually perpetuates what we already like mo- normally. Because there's people that are smarter than me who have figured out okay, if they like this, then they'll like this, and they'll like this, and then they'll like this. And it gets deeper and deeper and deeper. And scarier too, because sometimes you'll think about something in your head and it'll pop up on an ad on social media, and that's weird, but it happens. So geography, family, media, and religion. Religion is the fourth thing that influences one of the four things that influence your worldview. Religion. And I don't mean if you're a Christian, if you are a Muslim, if you are a Jew or a Hindu or anything else. You religion is what I mean by what you are dedicating your life to what you dedicate your life to. It's some, some might even say it's kind of idolatry because a lot of people can put their religion into their work. A lot of people can put their religion into what they worship, what they give most of their lives to. So we have all these things influencing our life, the geography, family, media, and religion, or what we dedicate our lives to religiously where we put a lot of our effort where we get some sort of spiritual influence from so the problem is we let so many other things influence us in our worldview that we miss the point we miss the point and the purpose of our lives when we let all those things influence us and some of those things are good things some of those things are really good things. Where, where we come from, you can have a lot of pride where you're, where you, where you're from, where you live. You can have pride in your family. You can be proud of your family. I'm proud of my kids. I'm proud of my family, the family that I exist in. I, I like media. I like reading books. I like watching movies. I like watching TV shows. I like listening to things. Media is okay. I, I get a lot of um, spiritual development from listening to different podcasts and all these things. Media is, is, is okay, too. Religion is good, too, because religion helps us get closer to God in some sort of ways. We can dedicate ourselves to God, but, the, but that religion part can be going to so many different other areas of your life. So that's the problem We're going to be in the book of Colossians now um, And around the, bi- around the church as well as uh, You'll see uh, these books um, It's called the Bible okay? there, are these, there are these blue ones okay? And if you don't have one right now today I highly encourage you to get one If you don't have one, raise your hand It's okay if you don't have one If you don't have one personally with you today, raise your hand Okay, Greg. If you want to pass those out to anyone who's raising their hand, because this is important to, to have to have this book and to skim these pages and to, and to have that be in front of you, that's a good thing. Okay, it's a good thing to have these have these and uh, and be influenced by this by these books. Okay, by by the the collection of books in this in this uh, in this library of of everything in the Bible. I want you to read what what I'm telling you today. We're going to be in the Book of Colossians. Okay. It's kind, of, it's kind of in the back. After Galatians, okay? And uh, we're going to be in the, uh, chapter 2. So this is to say at the top of your, uh, of your page, uh, a reference number is going to say Colossians or 2, and we're going to be in 2, verses 8, okay? It says, See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit according to human tradition according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled in him who is the head of all rule and authority. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. That's verse 8. Now, like I said, these, these four things that are on here that influence your worldview can all be corrupted by the elemental spirits of the world. I don't like giving Satan a lot of credit for things that, uh, that are an influence on your life, but he does corrupt other things. He corrupts a lot of things that, that will he will destroy where you live. He'll destroy the, the area that you live in and, and, and stricken it with, it could be stricken with poverty or stricken with, with disease. Uh, he'll destroy your family. He takes over media. There, a lot of media is just terrible media. Get off your phones. Get off, get off TV every now and then. Walk outside. We live in a great city to do that. So, and religion as well can all be kind of corrupted. So, see to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit. According to human tradition, our human tradition says follow all those things. Let it influence you. Let it be a part of who you are. Let Let it be a part of who you are so that you can be more corrupt as well. For in him, the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. Jesus was a man. He was fully human, but he had God in him. He had anxieties. In, in Matthew, it talks about how he had so much anxiety that he wished he was dead. But in that body, in that human body, in that, those human weaknesses, there is strength through God. There is strength through Jesus Christ says later on in chapter 2, verse 16, Therefore let no one pass judgment on you in questions of food and drink or with regard to a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath. These are a shadow of the things that come, but the substance belongs to Christ. The substance belongs to Christ, which means that the reason why all these things are good is because Christ made them good. The reason that we can celebrate marriages is, in our lives, is because Christ made them good. The, way, the reason we can celebrate uh, so, uh, just even e- uh, life events is because Christ made them good. The tradition of the world can say, this, this, it's deceitful, it's not good, it's, uh, uh, we don't like these things, marriage is terrible, uh, families are terrible, where I live is terrible, this media is terrible, but can, Christ can make them good. Christ can redeem them. These are a shadow of, a, of the things to come, but the substance belongs to Christ. Now, let no one disqualify you in insisting on asceticism and worship of angels, going on in detail about visions puffed up without reason by his sensuous mind and not holding fast to the head, from whom the whole body, nourished and knit together, through its joints, ligaments, grows with a growth that is from God. As a body of Christ, we're growing together. We're learning these new things. We're letting these things influence each other. If you want to get away from all the, th- all the junk that influences your worldview, the things that make your worldview terrible or, or not good, surround yourself with the people in this room. Get to know them. Hang out with them. Be with them. Join a small group. Stick around here for 10 minutes after the service and, and talk to the people that are here. Get involved. Get involved. When you do that, you'll say, okay, God is growing this. It's not me. It it, it takes a body to, to grow. and God is the head of that body. He's helping us grow. If with Christ you died to the elemental spirits of the world, why, as if you were still alive in the world, do you submit to regulations? Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch, referring to things all perish as they are used according to human precepts and teachings. These have indeed an appearance of wisdom, In promoting self made religion and asceticism and severity to the body, but they are of no value in stopping the indulgence of your flesh. What Paul is saying here, the Apostle Paul, who knew Jesus, who met Jesus, is saying is all these things influence your life. All these things influence your life. And they have the appearance of wisdom. They have the appearance of good things. They have the appearance of, hey, you know what? I know that you love looking on social media, and, it's, and sometimes it's fun and mindless and, and good, but there are, it, it's empty compared to what Jesus is. It's empty to what the gospel means. It's empty compared to the, the fact that, that, that God sent his son to live righteously for us on this earth. Because we can't do it, we can't do it ourselves. He died sacrificially for us so that we can have our sins removed from us. When we dedicate our lives, when we have idolatry, and we think, "Okay, I love these things. I love TV. I love uh, media. I love. Uh, I love. I love this family so much. I love where I. I love. I love all these things," and, and we can let those things be our identity. But God's like, "No, my son died for you." so that that idolatry can be removed. And he was raised from the dead for us, so that we can be with him forever and ever and make all these things new and good and real. Put on then, this is in, verse, uh, this is in chapter 3, verse 12, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, thankful. There's love there that you should be having for other people in this world. All these things that influence our worldview that we think is, are really important most of the time and sometimes they are, like I said, sometimes they are really important, but there's sometimes when they don't matter at all. And all that matters is the love that you have for someone else. That's what you're measured up against, is the love that you have for someone else. Having meekness and patience, humility, kindness, bearing with one another. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, which means that if you are failing at any of those things, if you're failing at at being meek, if you're failing at being patient, if you're failing at humility, if you're failing at kindness, let the word of Christ, which I just gave all of you, Dwell in you richly. Read it, love it, understand it, meditate on it. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts. How many times have you said thank you to God today? We should be thanking him constantly for all the things that we have. A a heart of gratitude is not a stony heart. It is one that has meekness and patience and humility. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. That's what we are called to do. That's what we're called to do today. That's what we're called to do every single day. And as the worship even comes back up, we, we want everyone in the world to know how great he is, that he gives, he gives life, he gives breath, he gives realness. There are things in, in this world that, that Jesus gives us that we take for granted all the time because we're not thankful for it. So take this time, take this, take this time to, when we sing this next song, to, to have a heart of gratitude. To have a heart of saying, okay, I, I, I want to be thankful for what I have. He brings light, he brings breath, he brings life, and in the darkness he shines through. He is great, and that's what we're going to sing today. So let's pray and 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 go to a heart of of gratitude, to go to a heart of, of, of thankfulness today. Father God, thank you so much for today that uh, that my friends here could hear Your Word, that they could know that uh, that there are things that influence us throughout our world, but ultimately what matters is You. That we can have. We can have uh, our these influences of, of place and family and media and religion, but ultimately, God, what we want to be known for, what we want to have the most influence on our lives is you. And making your name known. Help us have grateful hearts, God. Help us know that you are in control, that you are... Loving us constantly so that we can love others as well. God, you give us life. You give us breath. You give us life. Help us be reminded that you are that giver that loves us so much. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Will you stand with us?